You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Buffalo Bills gave the Eagles a huge gift yesterday, blowing out the Dallas Cowboys, giving the Eagles control of their destiny in the NFC East. And the Eagles said, nah, we're good. We don't want to win the division. We don't want the two seed. We'll just stumble our way into wildcard weekend and an early playoff exit. Uh, that's how I feel right now after watching the travesty that was the Eagles offense in the second half of this loss to a backup quarterback in Seattle. There's no positive spin coming from this game for me. Uh, from where I'm sitting, it pretty much feels like the season is over. Uh, I'm. Welcome into the BGN Instant Reaction Show. That's the intro that I definitely wanted to lead off with. Uh, I am your host, Shane Half. Uh, Jess is out for the evening. I should. We should all just be out for the evening. But Rachel is going to hop in and join me today, so I'm not flying solo. Uh, Rachel. Yes. I don't know. Talk me off the ledge. <laughs> we okay. Going into this game, it was like you know both of these teams on losing streaks. Seattle had lost four straight. Eagles lost back two back to back. It was like, all right, what well, team's going to want it more? And this team is the Seattle Seahawks are not good. Like the defense was banged up. Devin Witherspoon was out. Like I thought that the birds were going to completely dominate this game. And it's another week playing a bad team and they just play down to their level. So I am just so freaking frustrated I just, I don't know. Like, I think your background for another week is, says it all. Like, just fire, fire everybody. Burn it all down. Like, I am so over this team right now. Yeah, the, the Seattle Seahawks, 26th in defensive DVOA. Uh, they are 27th in dropback EPA, 23rd in rushing EPA. Like, this is a bad defense missing their first round pick who was a legitimate defensive rookie of the year candidate. They're missing Jamal Adams, which honestly that probably yeah. helps them, yeah. but we don't have to yeah. get into that too much. Uh, it's a bad defense and the Eagles walk out in the first half and it looked good. The first drive is good. They march right down the field, eight minute scoring drive. It's kind of vintage Eagles things. And you're thinking like, okay, maybe the Eagles are back. And Funky thing happens on the second drive. You get the Jalen Hurts false start. Third drive, you walk right down the field. You end up kicking the field goal after the false start call on Jason Kelsey. You end with two drives that don't look great. They're both two-minute drill situations, though, and you're trying to push the ball downfield. It's not really working. You think, okay, like at halftime, I thought the offense had been fine. Like You don't like that they're struggling in those two-minute possessions, but they've been struggling there all year. And then you come out in the second half, and it's just an you open up with the touchdown, but then it's a nightmare. You go three and out with the punt, and then 
for some inexcusable reason, you try to throw a deep ball to Quez Watkins. Right. Throwing the ball to Quez Watkins always does positive things for the offense. By the way, not on Quez Watkins. It's a terrible decision. It was an underthrow. You could have called P.I. Quez Watkins doesn't sell it at all or even try to come back to the ball, which is the whole thing with him. But I literally tweeted before, right before that snap mm-hmm. that when the offense tries to be methodical, it's just a simply, simply it's a better offense. And then like I look up from my phone and we throw a 50-yard bomb to a covered Quez Watkins for an interception. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. Jalen Hurts needs a different voice in his ear. And that's not me calling out Brian Johnson yeah. uh, as a play caller, because I largely think that's fine. There's a lot of people that are mad at Brian Johnson, and I'm here to tell you that Jalen Hurts lost you that football game. And I'm not ready to have the larger Jalen Hurts conversation right now. I'm not at a place where I'm emotionally ready to do that. But that conversation's coming. Because Jalen Hurts has been atrocious for the last three weeks of the season and there's been defensive issues the last two weeks there weren't defensive issues tonight like the defense played pretty well James Bradbury aside Jalen Hurts cost you this football game yeah I mean looking at numbers I'm, I'm okay well first of all love the Seattle Seahawks safety Julian love two freaking interceptions on the night i know he's feeling himself right now like he has to be but like you said jalen hurts i thought going into this game you know he was sick uh there were all the storylines about you know was he going to be able to play and then when we got the go that he was going to be able to play i was like well maybe this might be like the michael jordan flu game where he just balls out of his mind and it was just like another disappointing performance um like you said the conversations are definitely about to be had in regards to Jalen Hurts and where do we go from here but I mean he finished the night with 225 total yards two touchdowns and then it was the two interceptions um I I just I just am speechless um if somebody said right here like was he a one-hit wonder I'm not going to take it that far and say he's a one-hit wonder I still think he's you know a talented player it's just like this season so far the last the last the last few games i don't know like something's up something's not right and so it's just very disappointing to see yeah even down to that last one like granted there's 13 seconds left you're trying to push the ball downfield there were six there were six seattle defenders on that side of the field there was one on the other side and you had a receiver running an out route and you had kenny gainwell as a check down and you needed 10 yards, 10 yards to give Jake Elliott a shot at a 60 yard field goal. And you just chuck it into double coverage, never had a chance to AJ Brown, because that's what this offense does. Like that's what Jalen hurts wants to do. Jalen hurts wants to chuck it into double coverage to AJ Brown instead of hitting Kane again. he wants to throw the one-on-one deep shot on third down to AJ Brown, instead of hitting that shallow cross to Devonta Smith, that was wide open earlier in the game. I mean, I don't know it. The offense will not be good. No matter who a play caller is until Jalen hurts is willing to read out the field and stop just targeting J or AJ Brown in those situations. I know it worked for you last year. Maybe that's the worst thing that could have happened, that working so well last year, because it's certainly not working this year. And it's it's the anchor that is dragging this offense down. And it's crazy because in the 
first half of the game, like that was the opening drive. That's when they got like four or was it four or five different players like involved. So it was like y'all started off targeting all these different wide receivers, tight ends, and then you turn away from it later in the game. So what's up with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't get it. Like Seattle is such a zone heavy team and the, and their linebackers aren't very good and there's voids all over the middle of the field. And it's like, you can, you can only rein in the deep shots for like a drive at a time and then they're going to come back and it just has to change. It's untenable. It will not work. Um, you know, everything Eagles fans have clamored for running the football more. And there was running in this game. The Eagles rushed for 178 yards and it just doesn't matter if you're going to make decisions like that in crunch time. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And then even like, okay, can we flip over and talk about the Seahawks for a little bit? Yeah. DK Metcalf through the first three quarters only had what the one catch for eight yards. So they had completely like locked him up. Like he was shut down. And then in the fourth quarter, I don't know what happened. They just allowed him to wake up out of nowhere. And he ended up finishing that game with like almost 80 yards. Mind you, you know, we know that he continues to dominate against the Eagles for whatever reason, but the defensive side of the ball, like we had him shut down for the entire game. And then y'all let him just ball out like that in the fourth quarter. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just very frustrated and overwhelmed because the, the birds should have won that game easy, easily. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got him on James Bradbury and apparently that's the golden ticket. So, uh, James Bradbury, like I think the announcer said that was Seattle's longest touchdown drive of the season, almost exclusively at James Bradbury. Uh, yeah, Bradbury's done. Uh, it's time for a youth movement. I don't, I don't need to see Bradbury play anymore. Uh, James Bradbury, like, I mean, we can look in the mirror and say the Eagles are going nowhere, right? I, I don't feel like it's being too negative to say I would be shocked if the Eagles win a playoff game. Unless, you know, it's a first round game against the NFC South team. They're they're playing horrible football right now. Um, maybe that changes over the final three weeks, but we talked about it last week. Are you gonna trust that? Giants, Cardinals, Giants, like whatever. But I don't need to see James Bradbury anymore. You're gonna cut him in the offseason, get him off the field now, put Josh Job out there, put Eli Ricks out there. Yeah. Um, once Darius Slay's back, their corners should be Keely Ringo and Darius Slay like Bradbury is cooked he he's single almost single-handedly gives up that last try how do you get beat on the final drive when a team has to move quickly on two go routes playing from off coverage like it just doesn't make any sense um I don't know why the Eagles are leaving him unprotected over the top as well on that second one uh, I guess maybe they think he can hang in there at the 20 yard line, they think he can hang in there for 20 yards. And that's apparently not the case, but yeah. um, James Bradbury is a huge problem on the defense. Otherwise, like I thought the defense played generally pretty well. There was a lot of tackling, we saw a lot of tackling issues. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kenny Walker, not to make excuses, but I was real high on Kenny Walker. He's a, he's a good, he's a hard runner. He's a hard guy to bring down. And so, um, you would like to see them tackle better, especially with a team like the 49ers waiting in the playoffs and things like that. Uh, but overall, I thought the defense played pretty well, and I liked seeing some of the young faces out there. And 
Ringo and you saw a lot more Sidney Brown, although mm-hmm. he missed his fair share of tackles, but he's flying around that Kenneth Walker touchdown. <laughs> yeah. You got right. Nolan Smith out there, which he got hurt later on, yeah. but I like seeing those guys play. They should be on the field more, uh, especially if you just kind of feel this season slipping away. Yeah. Um, okay. So while we're on the defensive side of the ball, what were your thoughts on Matt Patricia in this first game, you know, play calling, uh, seeing Sean Desai, Sean Desai up in the booth for this first game? Like what were some yeah. adjustments that you saw? Um, That's always so hard. Uh, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was how much the young guys were on the field, but it's hard to like, I guess the biggest thing that sticks out to me is they had Sidney Brown on the field a lot playing three safeties. Now is if that, that could be a reaction to Darius Slay being out and you don't have corners, you're comfortable getting out there. Uh, or it could just be something schematically he wants to do. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I did notice that a lot. They rocked with a lot of three safeties. They played Keely Ringo a lot. Um, they showed a lot of five man fronts and they were having trouble stopping the run even out of those. But um, he, when he blitzed, I liked that they didn't just send five. Like that's been my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves with Sean Desai is blitzing five. I just don't think that does anything for you. Like send six or send four. And uh, there was the third down early in the game where Seattle drove down. I think it was the first drive that they settled for the field goal. And they sent six and they actually made it look like they were sending seven, but they sent six and got a quick pressure on lock. And later in the game, they showed six and they bailed those linebackers out onto the sit route by the tight end. So there was some things I'm not going to like crown, you know, Matt Patricia or anything. I'm not the biggest Matt Patricia fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the Eagles bringing him into the building, but I did think like some of their personnel usage and blitzes made a little bit more sense than it did with Desai. Okay. What were some of the other takeaways that you just had overall? I feel like we touched on a lot um, so far. Is there anything that we didn't, like didn't hit on? Um, Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we were going to see Geno Smith going into this game. He didn't play, dealing with his groin injury. And so Drew Locke, you know, started for him and looked pretty good. He was going crazy at the end of the game. Like he knew it was a big deal that they were able to beat the Eagles. And so how do you think he, you know, played against this Eagles defense? Yeah. I mean, I I thought he was fine. Like he didn't melt (laughs) like you would hope a backup quarterback would against the pass rush. He had some balls that weren't on target Uh, on that final drive. He had one that he might've had DK Metcalf for a touchdown and he kind of put it behind him and uh, Metcalf would have probably split the safeties and been off to the races, which ultimately probably would have been better for the Eagles. They would have got it back with more time, but uh, placement wasn't great, but overall he played fine. I mean, he outplayed Jalen hurts. He's got better numbers than hurts 208 yards, 94 QB rating versus hurts 40 QB rating uh, higher, higher drop or higher EPA per play than Jalen hurts. Um, and, you know, most key is he didn't turn the football over and it wasn't for lack of effort. He had like three passes hit Eagles players in the hands on that final drive. And I don't know. It, I feel like every time a Jalen Hurts pass gets batted up into the air, it gets intercepted. And I feel like that never happens for the Eagles defense. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just spinning my wheels. I don't even know what to say after after this game. It's just a just a pathetic performance from the team. Yeah. 
especially after, you know, already losing to the 49ers and to the Cowboys, a lot of us felt like, oh, we were, it was going to be a breeze going up against the Seahawks and the Cardinals and the Giants twice. And so I asked you in just this last week, I don't know where you guys stand. The birds are still a very good team, but panic level, where are you at? Uh, what are we, are we doing like one to 10? Sure. <laughs> sure. What's the, what is 10 the most panicked? Yes. Okay. Then I'm like at a nine. Whoa. Oh man. Okay. I wasn't so, expecting yeah, that. Yeah. I I'm like, a, I'm like a nine. I think, I just think this is, this is at this point, I think this is a tremendously unserious football team that has little shot of making waves in the postseason unless something dramatically changes. And I mean, the dramatic, we got the dramatic change on the defensive side of the ball this week with Sean Desai and Matt Patricia. And maybe that shakes some things loose. I saw some things I think I liked it was against a backup quarterback and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, and again, there's not going to be good testing ground. The Cardinals and the giants aren't exactly the cream of the crop, but maybe it coalesces by the playoffs on the offensive side of the ball, I don't think the dramatic change needs to be like a coordinator change. It's Jalen Hurts. He Jalen Hurts has got to get back on track. And I don't think it's a game plan thing. I thought the game plan was pretty good today. I thought Jalen Hurts executed it really poorly. And it it's not going to work against it didn't work tonight against the Seahawks who don't even have a winning record. It's not going to work against the Cowboys against 49ers against the Rams against the teams you might see in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, this is, this game definitely has me in a place of feeling like the season is almost virtually over. Yeah. It really, really does suck. Somebody else down here. A lot of people are on the same page as you. Like I see a couple more nines down here. Somebody else said 10. And so it just sucks because last week we were nowhere near this. Um, we were all like, oh, no, no need to worry. And so it just sucks to see. Um, I did want to mention some of the bright spots. Got to try to be finding some, <laughs> some positives, even though this is pathetic. Um, but it was cool to see Fletcher Cox um, and BG getting in on that sack because um, they're, you know, veteran players. So when they get big plays like that. That's always nice to see. Also, Jalen Carter, the rookie, continuing to make his case for defensive rookie of the year. Um, so I still got to, you know, and like you said, some of the younger guys having that next man up mentality, being able to step up um, with Darius Slay out, Keely Ringo being able to step in, looking pretty good. And same thing with uh, Sidney Brown. So we got to try to find some bright spots, but all, all around this was definitely very sad and just piss poor. So, yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean, I, that's kind of what I'm watching for. I will cling to a small outside hope. Like, I mean, I'm going to come on the post game show on Christmas if the Eagles drop 50 on the Giants and be really excited. <laughs> and rationally, I will know that it's the Giants. Yeah. But like, I will cling to a sliver of hope. I've, I mean, we all certainly saw crazier things happen in 2017. Yeah. Um. So you never know what's going to happen. You could get hot at the right time. But yeah, for now, like, I, I the if I want to feel good about this game, I walk away talking about yeah. Got comment here. I talk walk away talking about Keely Ringo, mm -hmm. who I thought played really well in this one. He he had a really good play on the ball down in the red zone in the first half on a third down. Might have been a second down. I can't remember, but on that little out route to the sideline, and 
it was a catch. He wasn't close enough to like, you know, break up the pass, but then he punched the ball out as the receiver was bringing it in. And that was a really good play. Uh, he had a really good tackle on the, well, he had a good hit on the perimeter in the run game and Sidney Brown finished funneling the guy out of bounds. But I thought Ringo played well and I liked seeing Brown and Brown missed some tackles. And yeah, honestly, I was shocked he hasn't done that earlier this year because that was one of my notes on him coming out in the draft. And I loved Sidney Brown was that he wasn't a very good tackler. And he hasn't really had any issues with that so far this year. So that popped up tonight, but uh, it was fun seeing him on the field more. It was fun seeing DeAndre Swift have a couple of really good runs yeah. uh, throughout the throughout the game. But yeah, overall, uh, not a lot of positives from the game for me. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, you mentioned the draft. You do have a question here. Um, Alexander Perry uh, says, if Shane continues to meltdown, does he draft a quarterback next year? I'm assuming he's talking about well, the Eagles. Do they draft a quarterback next year? You're trying to get me in trouble here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to answer this one, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say it this way. Uh, the Eagles drafted a quarterback the off season after they paid Carson Wentz. So drafting a quarterback is absolutely never off the table no, for the Eagles. Um, yeah. In that day three range, if they see a guy they like, they'll take him no matter what earlier than that. I don't know. Um, I, I doubt it. I don't think so. Um, I think you're going to try to ride this thing out because I mean, man, people are throwing Hertz name out there with Wentz and for playing the hero ball and things like that. And there's some similarities in that there's just dramatic differences in their personalities and the way you can coach them. And, and it, it shocks me to see Hertz spiraling a little bit like this because that's not been his MO. Like nothing has ever seemed to snowball for him in his career. And suddenly it seems like it is. There's got to be some voice somewhere has got to get in his head and get him to stop. And I fully believe that he would listen to that voice. Like there's nothing out there at all that even suggests that he's headed down that road other than it's, it's been a couple of bad games where hero ball has been the issue. So uh, I don't think, I, I think there's a chance that I think there's a much, much better chance this turns around for him than continues to snowball. Um, now that said, 2022 may be as good as it gets. And if 2022 is as good as it gets, you can win a Super Bowl with that quarterback. The Eagles were this close to doing it. They should have done it if they had a competent defense. 
in that game. Um, you know, he might he might be a top ten quarterback instead of a top three or four quarterback like people thought he would continue that trajectory. I don't know. Development is often not linear. Uh, I expect Hurts to bounce back. It would surprise me if the Eagles, like, even if he just completely falls apart over the last three games, it would surprise me if they took a quarterback before, like, a day three pick, at which point, like, they take day three quarterbacks every other year. So I don't think it would be a direct reaction to that. Well, I'm going to, you know, head on over to Twitter and see what we're saying. So far with the three word reactions, I don't really I can't wait, but I already know they're going to be interesting. The first one I see says, I hate them. I think that's yeah. what we're all feeling right about now. Um, this team sucks. Jalen Wentz hurts. You knew that one was coming. Season is over. Time to panic. <laughs> <laughs> we are frauds. Um, first round exit, fire the team, Jalen Hurts choker, what just happened? There's a lot of Jalen effing went. You're seeing, a, I'm seeing a lot of those. Um, why throw deep? I'm sick too. Um, Jalen Hurts played terrible. So I think the person today who's getting fired other than Brian Johnson, who it never fails, is Hurts. That's who it looks like is getting fired today. Between Hurts and Bradbury, I'm seeing a lot of Bradbury as well. Yeah, yeah. Bradbury was undoubtedly bad. And the, I mean, the, the big, the biggest area that Hurts has regressed this year is his pocket presence. And, you know, you, you see him bailing from a lot of pockets this year and seemingly unwilling to take those underneath throws. And I just think I think that the deep ball worked so well last year and it was maybe the worst thing that could have happened because it seems like every play they think has to be a deep ball. Yeah, a comment here, last play of the game, Gainwell was wide open. Yeah, we mentioned that. Like six of the seven defenders were on the right side of the field because that's where AJ Brown was. And the one defender on the left was covering an out a deep out to a receiver, and Kenny Gainwell is just standing there on the hash. Wide open. Again, you needed 11 yards to set up a 60-yard field goal for Kenny or for Jake Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenny Gainwell would have easily gotten that. And you had a timeout. Like you can get down, call the timeout, plenty of time. Um, but there was never any doubt where that ball was going. We need a big chunk play. We're gonna throw it to AJ Brown, even if there's two or three guys there. Right. So that's the biggest issue for me. The biggest I walk out of this game and I, it sounds like Twitter agrees so far. Basically the biggest issue was Jalen hurts decision-making. Yeah. Uh, it's been shaky at times. It's been downright bad for the last two games. And if the Eagles want any hope of saving their season, it's got to get better. And whether that's a coaching staff change, whether that's uh, Nick Sirianni sitting down with Jalen hurts, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but something's got to change in Jalen Hurts' head or the Eagles are done. I mean, I don't even know where do we go after that. Like, what else is there to say after this? It's a Monday night. It's almost midnight, and the Birds just lost to the Seahawks. 
Yeah. yeah. Not how I wanted to end my Monday night at all. Well, the good news for Eagles fans is they may have just lost to a backup quarterback, but the good news is next week they get a third string quarterback. So the NFL just stepping us down. Yeah. Uh, we get a third string quarterback next Monday on Christmas and we'll see if we can handle that, take care of business on that one. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about all I've got. Rachel, do you have any final thoughts that you, any final takes you need to unload here oh, before we get out of here? Nothing. I'm just disappointed. That's it. I'll leave it at that. I already said it. Yeah. I, I would pull my parenting line that I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, that's not true. I'm mad. Too, okay. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm mad and disappointed. Yeah. So there you go. Your beacon of sunshine on a Monday night at midnight or a Tuesday on the way to work, wherever you were listening to it, as the Eagles drop their third straight game on the road at Seattle, 20 to 17 to the Drew Locke led Seattle Seahawks, just like we all scripted it mm-hmm. before the season. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this instant reaction show. Uh, whether you're watching live now, listening later, we truly appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in and hanging out with us after these brutal losses. Uh, don't take it out on us. Give us five-star rating and reviews. You can go yell at the Eagles on Twitter, but give us five-star ratings right. and reviews. That really helps us out. Uh, and we will catch you guys next Monday on Christmas. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully celebrating a Christmas miracle. The Eagles snapping their three-game losing streak so from me from rachel from the bgn crew we will catch you guys next week on the bgn instant reaction show go birds go birds more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.